This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, thanks for checking us out here before the snow returns to the Twin Cities. Drive with those lights on. Be careful out there. Drive slowly and listen to Lori and Julia. There you That's go. the best way to get home. Thank you. You know, it was the weirdest thing that I've seen a little traffic on the roads. Like yesterday, driving home from work. I, there hasn't been a traffic jam since yeah. March. It feels right, like. right, right. It was so weird to see cars yeah. on the road, you know? But yet, lovely. I was so happy. I'm yeah. like, are you listening to my talk, please? Right. Please, please, please. Uh, Julia did come up with another casting grandmother for... Um, Cardi B's starring role in Assisted Living. I think she's on to something. Rita Moreno. Yeah, perfect, too. And we know she's doing it from one day at a time. Yes, she is. She's still acting. Anywho, all right, so let's get to it. Let's get to it. The SAG Awards have moved their dates because they got big-footed by the Grammys, even though the SAG Awards had moved their January date last July and they changed it to March 14th, the Grammys, bad planners, they realize a month before, oh, L.A. is really, COVID is, you know, the hospitals, everything. They're just really on overload there. And then they pick the SAG dates. And Roger Friedman is saying none of these shows are going to have red carpets or audiences. So just, you know, know that. But anyway, they moved the date, Jules. Yeah, and they've and already they moved it to Easter Sunday, April 4th. Which is just... But they figure, I guess, I don't know, that Easter is going to be once again, you know, different again. or past I'm not going there. Yeah, so anyway, they they staggered it to April 4th. Mm-hmm. So they caved. Yeah, to let the Grammys take their date. Yeah. And I also think not just caving, they're, they're pushing it back to give themselves more of an opportunity. Maybe more vaccines are going to be out there. Maybe better. There's a better chance of having the vaccines at Disneyland. I know. But how many do they have to do? Where are they getting all the vaccine? Well, every state, depending on what your population, know, you got to buy different. Th- I mean, I don't oh, know. But gosh. anyway, so that that changed. Uh, Army Hammer lost a job. He's out of the Jennifer Lopez movie called Shotgun Wedding. He was going to play her fiance. Roger Friedman said this movie should have been called Cougar Wedding and Army's in trouble because the social media posts, his response has been terrible. Now he's he's lashing out at everyone. He he released a nutty statement to the Daily Mail and I'm I'm not anyway. And then he said that uh, he can't leave his four children or his children right now for four months to shoot a movie in the Dominican Republican Lionsgate is... Supporting me. Well, J-Lo doesn't want him in her movie. And I think it's... I don't even like the casting no, of I those don't either. two together. Well, you know, I, I don't like it at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So I'm okay with him being gone. Yeah. I'm so okay with it. All right, so... But he's still... He is He is going to... The, here's something he is 
doing. Okay. There is a mini series about the making of The Godfather for Paramount Television, and it's called The Offer. Okay. Because no one could refuse it, even Army Hammer. You know, anyway, Holly might bring us some stuff in the Army Hammer, as predicted yesterday. There is a story in yes. the LA Times. Someone has come forward with receipts and a very disturbing story. So, well, you know, all right. So, there's two Kate Winslet stories out today. Oh, did you see either of them? I didn't. One of them was about Alan Rickman, and if you remember who he was, he was in the um, was... Harry Potter franchise. He was in Love Actually. He was Die Hard. Die Hard. Love him. Love him. But he died five years ago today of pancreatic cancer. Another one. Jeez. Mm-hmm. And she said he was such a Kate Winslet worked with him on Sense and Sensibility of in nineteen ninety five. And she was so young when she did that. And she just said in an interview they asked her about it, she just said he was the most amazing man. And when he got all that the landfall of money from the Harry Potter movies, he would Make sure everyone in a restaurant's bill was paid. He'd just take care of everything wherever that he went. Oh, and he just not, fun. you know, wouldn't let anyone really know it was him. And just kind of, see, I thought that'd be so much fun. I was thinking of what we would do for First Avenue. <laughs> if we could do this, you know, or for all of our actor friends and our musician yeah. friends, just pay, you know. I just think this would be so much fun. That was one of my Powerball lottery, lottery dreams. fantasies. That yeah. was one of them. But so Kate Winslet... um, is being interviewed right now, and she's talking about her, her role in the Titanic. Oh, and is she's, she promoting that that uh, weird the shell collector? Movie, I don't even the know. Ammonites there's there's nothing about that in here. It was just kind of this is pulled from um, a conversation she had with Mark Markin, oh, Mark um, Marins, mm-hmm. and she said about you know being famous at 21 overnight with the Titanic. She said she was bullied. I was subjected to so much personal physical scrutiny and I was criticized I so much. The British tabloid was so unkind to me. I remember thinking, okay, this is horrible and I hope it passes. Um, if this is what being famous is, I just think it's so horrible. I'm not ready for it. And when she she was... This is why she has all this sympathy for Meghan Markle. Yes, she does. And she said when she was younger, mm. um, when she was 14, she was told by a drama teacher that she might be do okay if she was okay with settling with playing the happy fat girl parts. Oh, my god! So gosh. this is what her drama teacher Good told Lord. her. And she said, so what I always feel in the moments is that any young woman who's been put down by a teacher, a friend, a parent, don't listen to any of it. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I did. I didn't listen to anything. And she said, I was still learning how to act. Um, when she was 17, um, she felt like she was ready to to act. But when she, she just went to the overnight success in Titanic, it was too much for her. So she went back and just did small roles. She said, I can't handle it. It's yeah. just too much. But, and you know, she's the one who does, who came out with the no retouching policy. Remember? In all of her um, her ads that she does. She says, "Quit retouching my face." Well, Don't you remember? I think that wasn't that a thing. Though, her that photo campaigns. It was her that suggested it. Oh, I in didn't her photo know that. campaigns, they made that be a thing in England. In, yes, it did in the ads. Yeah, but they she, have to say if they're retouched. But she said she won't let anyone Got because it. she was a spokesperson for Revlon, wasn't she? Or what was she for? Lancome. I don't know. Yeah, and Lancome she didn't want to be retouched. Right. But anyways, I know she's in something right yeah. now. You know. But anyway. 
I just, I think it's, you know, interesting. I remember that, that there were people like, oh, she looks too much older than him. She did look so much older than Leonardo DiCaprio. I always thought. He had such a baby face. But, you know, they were trying to, I don't don't know. I never really thought about it, except for the fact that I do remember that, like, people were mean about her figure. And I was just like, I thought she had an amazing figure. She had an amazing figure. figure. Yeah, I was just like, she looked so great in those dresses. She did, because she was was voluptuous. She had, like, that beautiful skin Skin. and eyes. She just looked like exactly the character of Rose. She looked like a girl named Rose. She did look like a Rose, didn't she? And... And then Ben Affleck today is kind of talking about his Benefer relationship when he was in the... What is he promoting? I don't know. Um, Dark Water is an No, it's awards chatter podcast about his movie The Way Back because he might be up for some stuff because The Way Back came out this year. His basketball coach, he's not going to be, whatever. But But did you like that movie? Did anyone see it? I kind of did. I I thought it was a a six out of a ten. It wasn't horrible, but I expected more. Okay. Um, and he's talking about his relationship with Jennifer, um, that ended. Oh, he never talks about that. No. And so, um, he said that people were so bleeping mean about her sexist, racist, ugly, vicious crap was written about her in ways that if you wrote it now, you would literally be fired for saving, saying the things you said. She was lionized. It was just terrible. Um, and he goes on to say that back in the day, um, he gets so criticized now if he leaves his house to go do something because the paparazzi still hide in his bushes and stuff. And he's like, yeah. I'm not going for a pap walk. I'm leaving my house. And these people are there taking pictures of me all the time. But they just talked about how much worse it was because no matter what, there was no Internet. There was no social media at the time when they were in their relationship. And if you remember, they... Mm canceled their wedding like a month before it was going to happen mm-hmm. do you remember that oh do i ever yes and oh, so yeah, that was huge jennifer lopez we're talking about and ben affleck i mean i it, it was be days it was days before yeah no it was like three days before i do think it would be interesting to like look back and see like what some of that you know what the language was in describing mm-hmm. them but i remember you and i talking about it and i felt I remember us thinking that in he did not seem to be her type at at all. Because she went from she, Diddy, but she didn't have a type. We come to You're find right. out that J Lo does not have a type. She was married like six times to different <laughs> to a like dancer, three, a chef, yeah, or this. She's she's. I Mark. like I like that she's done like kind of lots of different things. But they were just an odd couple and i couldn't really tell had, you why we didn't we think never they were great together but we were in ben affleck and jennifer lopez he never looked as good he never looked as good as he did when he was with her well he had his teeth fixed after that but though. julia no he looked so good she had him in suits slick yeah back. she did she I mean, did she oh and then they did that weird entertainment Came tonight in, interview or nbc with the it, Today on show. a houseboat in toronto and they were like cooking together and, and making some weird. I was having sec- secondhand we embarrassment for both I, of them. Don't you vividly remember it? So they started going out in 2002. Yeah. They got engaged in 2002. They postponed their wedding days before they were set to walk down the aisle in 2003. That could be a vintage scandal and to split dive into. By 2004. Yeah. They were getting so married in Atlanta. Yep, yeah. Look at that. That's how long that, we've been on the air. I give that to you for next Wednesday. Go no. deep. Julia. Go deep. I'm not. Right. <laughs>
All right, right I'll keep the story. On shanty talk. All right. That's right. <laughs> you guys start doing the lyrics. All right. Well, we got we got the dirt alert. This is a my talk dirt alert. Hey Holly. Hi Holly. Good afternoon, ladies. Are we not getting as much snow? Is that the idea? Is that mm, what's happening? Not necessarily. Okay. This is going to be, you know, there's a winter storm warning in effect for some of the southern metro, and we're all under a winter storm okay. watch. It's kind of coming in waves. All right, good. And so I think that hopefully, because it's coming in waves over the next 36 hours, it will be fairly manageable. All right, good. Yeah, and good. And it's not super cold outside. It's wet. It's sloppy. But you, like Rocco said at the top of the hour, turn on your headlights and, yeah. you know, take it easy. We're, right. We're, we're okay. all for the weather. Woodies. We I was excited. I'm ready for a storm. <laughs> I get well, excited. Well, maybe it's just a weather semi, you okay, know? So, right. okay. Uh, let's talk about Army Hammer again. Yes. Well, we have to. We talked about it yesterday, and we've got to keep more is happening. <laughs> more, more is happening, and it's so gross. Oh, yes, because Army Hammer's ex-girlfriend is now dishing the dirt on her experience with Army Hammer and the type of language he liked to use in their relationship. So you might be asking yourself, well, hey, how the heck could he already have an ex-girlfriend? Now, apparently... Army Hammer and this woman, I'm just going to call her Courtney V. Mm-hmm. Um, they hooked up over the summer and she's talking to page six here in the United States and she's talking to the son in the UK about her relationship with him where he would say such things as, quote, he said to me he wants to break my rib and barbecue and eat it. Well, is he just joking? No, here, no. <laughs> I mean, we I mean, know. I feel like Lori no, said no, that no. to me before. No. We know from his own social media and uh, numerous interviews that have happened over the years that he is a guy who likes and has expressed that he likes BDSM yes. relationships. But Fine. the way this woman is telling the stories in these leaked DMs that came out is that he misrepresents himself he gets into this charming place with you and then before you know it you're doing things maybe you're not agreeing to do he's not following the sub dumb i don't want to get into a lot of you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. you know like there is a there's a protocol there's a protocol for this and he's a big red flag all right got it yeah because if you're going to be uh dabbling in that kind of stuff it has to be consensual Mm -hmm. and that has the rules need to be established i would think for that kind of stuff because courtney v is saying that she was traumatized by all this now she is telling the sun in the daily mail when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, that she was traumatized by these messages. She said they were weird. 
Uh, Courtney V. also says Army Hammer sent her messages like, quote, I want to take a bite out of you. And she goes on to say, if I had a little cut on my hand, he would suck it or lick it. Yeah, the biggest problem for Army is the fact that now the L.A. Times has reported on this. He's pulled out of a movie because J-Lo doesn't want him to be opposite her. And apparently several women from this private... Anyway, several women approached Elizabeth Chambers through her social medias, giving her proof of... The overlap saying that he had the permission of his his wife wife. to engage in these relationships. So it could even be coming from Elizabeth. Got it. Sure, because, you know, their empty lawyer, the blind items from crazydaysandnights.net, he's been writing about Army Hammer for years. And also in some of these blind items over on crazydaysandnights.net, just do keyword search Army Hammer, Mm -hmm. and all of them will show up, the ones that are quote-unquote confirmed, is that Elizabeth Chambers was into a lot of stuff. Like, apparently they were exhibitionists and like to get hot and heavy in the bathroom mm-hmm. of public places and, and go into offices and make messes and stuff. So I feel like maybe perhaps there was a certain amount of knowledge in this kind mm-hmm. of behavior and participation, but, you know, we can only speculate at this point. But now we just have Cannibal Army Hammer headlines. But, but no, he's come out and mm-hmm. made a statement, you know, yeah. I'm not responding to these B, and then he says a swear word claims, but in light of the vicious and spurious online attacks against me, I cannot in good conscience now leave my children. Well, geez, he left his children in the Cayman Islands uh, like last summer for months and months right. to go to L.A. Right. So Yeah, well, that excuse is crap. He's just using crap. his children yeah. as a defense mechanism, as a shield to deflect from all of this. I mean, it, that, that I feel is pretty fresh on Army yeah. Hammer's behalf. But now media outlets are going through, and yeah, there's a lot of... Stuff and I think that people also are worried about him. Well, I think so too. It's like it he seems sounds like, like a big partier too. Yeah, he sounds like he's in trouble. I, I think he's going to go to rehab. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For just like to go away for well, a while. If you read that woman from page six, she's just like you know he. That's a classic way that someone who will be emotionally abusive is they do get you to really fall for them and then they're the i love you i hate you and then they're talking the end of the, it's just he's got it down and he's so charming and good looking yep. and has his own money right he's got his money outside of acting uh yes he is the descendant of billionaires yeah okay so he is, is he always called the cleaning a minus movie star and NT lawyer. They have kind of a funny code name for him. Yes, they call him the cleaning product actor. So yeah. anytime, yes, yes, there you go. You read that. That's going to be Army Hammer. But yeah, he's independently wealthy. Yeah. Um, it seems like you know perhaps he has had a life where you know he can move about the world with the minimal consequences. Yeah. Well, and, and this could be coming from Elizabeth that, too. That very well could be the case. You, you know, know? Oh, so much gossip around Jeez. this. So oh my anyway, gosh. it isn't just like the whole, like, there's right. there's a bigger story here going on. Yeah. Let's talk about Kevin Costner. Okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> he is suing his fellow Dances with Wolves and the Bodyguard producer, movies that came out 30 years ago, in a dispute over a company that they set up nearly three decades ago and was looking to end. So this is an argument over the Good Ones production. Kevin Costner lost, launched this back in 1992. And so he's suing his longtime business partner, 
And um, and his failure to give up rights to the company that Costner was looking to wind down last year. So in this lawsuit, Kevin Costner is claiming his business partner named Jim Wilson refused to sign away his stake in Good One's production. And they go back all the way to 1983. Oh, my gosh. I wonder what happened That's between terrible. these two. Yeah, because Jim Wilson directed Kevin Costner's lead first lead role in a movie. And that was for the movie called Stacy's Nights. I don't know if you ever no, saw that. I never saw it. I, I've, I had not heard of it until now. Uh, but Costner, you know, he's really cordial in the suit. And as much as he can, he said he would never forget the opportunity that Wilson provided to him. But, you know, it's kind of like, hey, like, let's wrap up our business partnership here yeah yeah because they produced quite a few movies together but it looks like they haven't done anything for like five or six years yeah yeah and apparently it's kind of holding up some of the business opportunities that kevin costner wants to move forward with hello yellowstone Yellowstone. (laughs) which is in that's on that's on reruns on bbc america oh really yes so if you get that channel yellowstone is airing and i couldn't believe that when i came across that Looking for something. Well, fabulous. I mean, what what better thing to stumble across than yeah. Kevin Costner out in the Rocky Mountains? Oh, I yeah, love him. And on BBC America. I love him. You know, people are, that that show is a very bingeable show. Yes, for it people is. People who haven't watched, like Julie and I watched it in real time every Loved season, it. and uh, it was like our weekly show. But a lot of people have discovered that in the. You know, binging world. Oh, yeah. Like what to watch? Let's yeah. watch Kevin Costner mm-hmm. in a cowboy hat. Finally, uh, exclusively at page six, they're reporting that maybe the Real Housewives of Miami is going to be coming back and that they are in talks with Phil Collins's ex-wife, Orianne Seavey, to be mm-hmm. in the cast. Okay, we know Chris Jenner works hard, but Andy Cohen's working pretty hard if he makes that happen. Oh, my goodness. Really? That would... Okay. So, we don't know. I don't know. And your theory is? Well, this isn't my theory. This are is you, uh, are you sure? This is Jorge Olivieras and Brian Bradford was kind enough to pass along the good question. Here. Who are these people? It doesn't matter. Well, you know Brian, but okay. um, you don't know Jorge. But here's the question. Okay. Where is the theory? Is Army Hammer going to be the Richard Gere without the gerbil? gerbil? <laughs> Remember that Oh, story? yes. And you would meet people, and they would say, "Oh, I know." I the worked nurse. at Regions, or when he was in there, right? Now I met somebody yep. in California. I was, oh, yeah, my friend of mine was the nurse at yeah. Cedar Sinai, yep. and I'm like, "You're like the fifth person." People spun that gerbil here. story forever. Yeah, Rocco, you probably don't even know that story. No, the Richard Gere and the gerbil. You do know I, it. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it was so He's been ridiculous. around the block. It was so ridiculous, you know. So you think... Well, I knew for sure when I did hear from two different people in two different cities that their friend was the nurse or the doctor or whatever. I'm like, that is now an urban legend. It was such a big one. Okay. It really was. Okay, so um, here is a theory, and the theory is... And I want to say... I want to say, like, for me, that I realized with my one nephew who was such, and I'm talking about when he was, he would have been in seventh grade, and he was just a nerd for the Colbert Report. And he loved it because he, he I remember he told me once, Dooney, it's news and comedy, and you, you have to kind of think. 
to know the difference. And I just really love it. I mean, he loved the Colbert Report. So the study comes out. When he used to be in Comedy Central. Yeah, it, it was published. In, and I love the Journal of Communications. I look forward to getting this. I just... You got a degree it. in it. I have. I have a yes, yes. Julia. I majored. You're I able to BA, use your degree, so okay. I get this free of charge as a University of Minnesota Duluth graduate. Don't mm-hmm. ask me how I got on the list that they. But anyway, so um, you're a famous alum, Lori. Oh yeah, right. She, she, call Lori. She wants to be in your Hall of Fame. No, no, no. But mm-hmm. anyway, it was a study that um, they did. They had a group of eighteen to thirty-four year olds watch a collection of news clips. Some ended with jokes while others did not. And then they were doing MRI brain scans on each participant and then asked them afterwards, what did they remember from watching the news clips? Okay. And then which of the things would you share? And what they found out is that mixing humor with news makes young adults more likely to remember it want to return to it, want to watch it. And we have kind of seen that evolution. If you look at like what Trevor Noah's show sure. and where Comedy a lot Central, of, the daily show started. it. Yes. Yes. That, John Stewart, that humor makes things that are socially relevant, maybe more important and also less scary. And it is in particularly works at that, like 18 to, to 34 year old, 30, age 34 year old. Um, they don't want the hard news. They want the news, but they want it with a sense of humor. And also it's, because according to this uh, study with what they did is that humor stimulates a part in your brain that uh, also is involved with your social engagement. It's also your memory. It's also the place, you know, you would facts and things that you would Mm -hmm. remember. And if you laugh about something that is serious, even if it's political or whatever, it makes you more likely to share that with somebody okay as a thing so all right anyway that's so that's why that that's why a lot of entertainment based media has become an important source of political news for young people all right yeah so, all right okay there's that now uh now this i just thought was real real interesting and i'm not going to lie julia i do not rapidly turn you know and jump the turn the pages or jump up and joy when I get the journal Frontiers in Human Neuroscience. There, oh my gosh, so I don't even words. know, Rocco. Right, you yeah. can't even imagine. It's kind of a snoozer. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not a snoozer. There's good stories, oh. but you got to work. Okay. okay, here's the. Theory. They don't give you the bullet points. No, Julia, this one. Oh, good. <laughs> but do you did you ever hear that? Would your either of you would your mom ever say anything like? Takes more muscles to frown than to smile, or you know, yeah, kind, I've heard that one, you yeah, know, or kind of like you know, all these these little uh, you know sayings. But okay, so here is the study that goes along with this. This is from Yale University, and it reveals that it takes more of your brain to argue uh, with someone than it does to agree. Well, one hundred percent, you have to be sharp on your feet to argue. Yeah. Point counterpoint. You got to have something to come back with. <laughs> and w- but what they want to do, our entire like debate. brain is a social processing network. Okay. Think about that. The whole thing, which is, you know, it just, 
It just is. And it takes a lot more brain real estate to disagree than to agree, which is why the age-old vice, you know, sometimes don't talk politics or religion, mm-hmm. you know, at a family a, thing or at or... a family thing or in a social thing because you a are going to have to use so much more brain real estate in what is not meant to be at that time, maybe that occasion. And that's why if you have a friend or someone you know or a family member that's always disagreeable, you just agree because you just don't even want to bother. Exactly. I don't even want to bother. Exactly. I agree with you 100% whatever you say. Even if I know (laughs) it's wrong, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, and they did. It's exhausting. Yeah, they did one a political example mm-hmm. and then one should marijuana be legalized and they did the brain thing right you know, to scan the brain so and was, what they there's found, a lot of scans out there i know well they love to do and see what yep. lights up you sure. know these neuroscientists and their little probing it's wands their little job and their little their electrodes job. lovely okay but when people agree on something what happens what shows on a brain scan is basically a calm and synchronized duet that they liken to like a musical duet. It's just, you're just in harmony. So, and then very different. Everything is lighting up all over the board when you don't disagree. When you do disagree. Or when you do disagree on something. I totally believe this. Yeah. So. That's why people let things slide. Just let it slide. What's the big deal? Mm -hmm. Let them be right. Who cares? It's not that big of a deal. It's not going to change anything. Yeah. So they. Boy, there are people in your life, though, that you. (sighs) That go through period. You go through periods with people. And I'm thinking maybe even my kids. Um, mm-hmm. you know, where they were so disagreeable, disagreeable. and I uh, knew what was right. And I'm like, you're 12. You have no yeah. idea, you know, and you're mm-hmm. just, well, they were interested because in looking at, you know, just like some of the polarization that has been exaggerated by social media or why have like, why have so many people believed that, you know, the election was rigged, you know, when mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, it absolutely wasn't. That is a big fat lie. So why do people believe? So they're trying to understand like how it is in your brain. Why is this such a polarizing uh, thing and what goes on and what makes It's messages people... that you're fed. Yeah. It's messages. Yeah. It's, I'm going to blame social media a lot of it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving okay, on. Um, oh, dear. Now this one, Julia. Rocco, do you and Meg pretty much agree on everything? Are you an um, easygoing couple? You know, as far are you like politically no, or just just um, your life? I mean, is it pretty easy, agreeable? We, you know, we're pretty good together. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, politically, we're pretty on board together. Right. And we're raising our kid. We're pretty on board together. That's the but, you number know. one thing: the kids, the kid. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, that's that you gotta agree up on. more marriages than anything. You gotta agree once on. you have kids, if you all of a sudden you have two. T- totally different ideas yeah. about how to raise your kids, you know. Mm-hmm. No, we're, we're doing all right. I am, I dodged what are you, a Casey? baby bullet when I tried so hard to have a baby. No, Not you once, dodged but your twice. child, your unborn child that you never even had. Oh, joyous. Dodged you dodged a bullet, a bullet and a bomb, <laughs> and as a bomb. we learned yesterday. <laughs> Over, yeah, I dodged everything. I mean, so... 
You, know. you would have been a fantastic mom, Lori. Well, as a you bonus would... mom, I was a pretty good bonus yeah. mom. But, but I, I mean, do you and Casey have any blow-up fights over anything? I mean, you young well, earlier on in your marriage, because I believe I was part I of them. I will say <laughs> that marrying somebody who had a 10-year-old, no, they were 11 and 13. Right. And I w- knew I was going to be a cool um, bonus mom just because I'd had... Uh, like a couple bonus moms, a couple bo- one. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bonus dad. I'd been a bonus kid. I'd been a step kid. I'd been all of the things. I didn't think I was going to have any problem with boundaries and respect and no way or shape or form did I think I was anybody's mom. So I got in all kinds of trouble doing more anti-like things, which was my instinct. Right. But when the kids were like in an adolescent phase of their life, let's say like um, late junior high, particularly Mm -hmm. with the girl, Casey was, he was off the mark. Right. He was off the mark mm-hmm. in what was going on with his kids. And I was on the mark. I don't know, maybe because I was once removed. I sure. wasn't the actual parent. Mm-hmm. And we did have some things where I really had to get assertive. And let me tell you, it's not easy to be assertive when you biologically. Else's kids. That's right. Too. You don't have a damn leg you sometimes You to don't. Stand and on. they will always go with the kids. Yeah. Right. But it was more like, uh, I, there's something going on and you've got to believe my sixth sense on this. That, got it. So, you know, I don't know where we're going with this, but well, that was maybe a, a little bit of an argument stage for you guys. It was when you argued a little bit more. Yeah, we disagreed mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. We disagreed on how to handle that. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, if we had... And a lot of people just, like you said, just take areas and just like, we're not even going to talk about that. It's right. Too, it's too, it's too volatile. I, but I like, I know I could not, I, I would, I couldn't be married to somebody who politically wasn't, it was my polar opposite. Your polar opposite, right. That wouldn't work for me. Right. That wouldn't work for I wouldn't be able to give up the sexy time in any way, shape, or form. I would be reluctant, <laughs> and there would be very few, there'd be few bartering sessions going on. Got it. You know? Got it. You know what I'm saying? It would Got make, it. Yeah. Well, I think for a lot of people, you lose your, you know? I think everyone has a different thing that's their hot button. Yeah, you know, you're right. Some people it could be money. Some people you never find out it could about be that until it's too late. Some people it could be you know the money one is, you know, they eat too much or don't eat enough. You know, everyone has different yeah. hot buttons, so you yeah. never know. Anyway, all right. Well, that's that's what we have for theories today. We okay. learned nothing. No, we mix we humor with news. Humor and makes news. young adults more likely we to remember it and want to be involved with it, and uh, the brain. Uh, just agree with her, Just, Julia. It'll yeah. be easier on your That's brain. That's right. Disagreeing with someone uses it's, more brain real estate real estate than really, agreeing. So don't tell me we didn't learn something. We, oh, I'm sorry. You, I would agree with you, you. We learned so much. You, you did the repeat of your random thoughts today. What we're on like a Thursday, you can tell. We just can't wait for Friday. That's what it is. Basically. It, is it? I'm gonna Hollywood speak <laughs> us right now. Yes, it is. It's this whole show. 
Is it? Oh, yeah. All right. Okay yeah, we kind of peaked on Wednesday. That's right. We'll but go we're back coming back tomorrow. tomorrow. That's yeah. right. We can't be. We we're can't reloading. fire at all cindal- cylinders every day. Word. Word. Okay. We'll be right back, sister. Oh, what's going on with um, Wild Styles, I wonder? I didn't see any pictures of them anywhere. Nothing going on with that couple. Lori, it's been Wild like styles. 18 hours since we've seen a photo. You want to just see it. Here's a little uh, alert for music lovers. Okay. Uh, they might have seen this band at the Grandstand in 2019. The band called Why Don't We? Oh, we know them. Yes, we do. I alerted the niece, who's yes. crazy about them. They are on GMA tomorrow. Oh, they performing. are. Okay, yeah. you told Claire? Okay. I told Claire, yeah. So anyway, and... Um, what else? Oh, Patrick Dempsey is yes. making Enchanted fans wish come true by returning alongside Amy Adams in the sequel, Disenchanted. Yes. And Enchanted came out all the way back in 2007. We took my kids. I know. Oh my gosh, I love that movie. Rocco, have you ever seen that? No. Which one? Enchanted. Enchanted? No. I'm just it's a go out sweet and Disney. No. Oh, yeah. What was her name? Anna, what was her name? Amy Adams. No, I know, but what was her character? Giselle. Yeah. Giselle, and then the beautiful guy was in it, too, that we liked yeah. so much. Oh, but James Marsden. James Marsden. It was so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. It's a fun show. That show makes you happy. It does. That movie. And then uh, Holly posted Dua Lipa covers uh, Rolling Stone. Right. And she is just looking like a pop star. Really a wild, uh, she's like, you know, look how Miley Cyrus, you're not the only one who does rock star, babe. That's right. And so that's kind of good. Also, uh, we did a little, um, Holly posted a thing. I look back at some of the amazing pictures of Siegfried and Roy with Siegfried passing away today. It's kind of, they really did have manes of hair. To oh, match their animals. Oh, oh, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. And speaking of manes of hair, of course, Barry Gibb, anyone who watches the documentary brothers about uh, documentary about the brothers, those guys had manes. Rocco, you could be a Gibb with your mane. Yeah, maybe. I don't have that hairy chest, though. But, no, uh, but that's like, all right. if you did the glasses and we could, uh, you know, glue on chest. If okay. This is still a thing next um Halloween. Maybe the three of us could be the, the, the big. I'd probably have to be the ugly one, the Robin. Yeah. You'd make me be Robin with the overbite. Oh, I no, know you guys would. You'd have to be Andy, no. the young one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but anyways, uh, the TNT boys, Holly posted this. They did. These are young kids. Who are they? The TNT boys? Well, we're going to listen to them. Someone think. sent this to me yesterday, okay. a colleague of ours, and I thought it was the funniest thing. So it's it's young boys dressed up as the Bee Gees, okay. and it's the letter T-N-T, and then here they are. They're a boy sing- band. Yeah, they're hysterical. Okay. They're not related, though. But it's very, very, very cute, I thought. I agree. I thought it was cute. Well, take a look at that. It's yeah. very cute. Really cute. I know. Um, no, okay, so it. they came out. Um, this is kind of our first thing we've heard um, about Grandma's Marathon next summer. This is in the Star Tribune this afternoon is that um, organizers said that um, they just want to start something and they know that they're not going to be able to have their full 7,500 runners. They typically bring in 20,000 participants. They're cutting it in half. It's Mm -hmm. already full Mm -hmm. um, for the marathon. And if you um, are wanting to get in or seeking a spot, you can contact one of the charity partners 
and just go to grandmasmarathon.org, I believe, and find out um, the charity partners, because the charity partners might have open spots right. under the certain charities to run. Well, they, that's because, you know, it became very popular was the half marathon. Yes. Runners. And you couldn't get in and you had well, to be no, in a lottery. I mean, that became right. a very popular. And of course, you know, the more people, it's good for the city of Duluth. But I remember when the half marathon really started getting popular and we were as spectators that were coming to watch the, the real marathon. Cause Lori, Lori sees marathon running as it's almost like a spec. It's like it's a, a super spectators. bowl. For me, it is for a Lori. Super bowl. It is so only. Yeah. 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 But anyway, which I always thought was very odd, but I get it. Oh, I grandma's, get it now. Rocco's been up for grandma's. He knows how much fun it is. Yes. It's just, I don't think there's another marathon. I've been to the finish at the St. Paul, you know, the one here. It's not, Crazy fun like grandma's, I'll tell no, you. No, no, it is. Well, it's I never had Sunday that much morning. fun because my wife, I'd have to wake up at like six in the morning and oh, deal with run? my wife running and I'm running. Like, in oh, no. I'd rather be fun. sleeping. Anyway, it's real. That's <laughs> what it's going to cut is the half marathoners. Oh, got it. Okay. For participants. Okay. You, you know, I think. And maybe they're just making halves in both because also you're bunched up at that that starting line. Yeah, you are. You know, you, you are. Well, I'm glad. I'm yeah, glad. Yeah, I know. I think so, too. Canceled. Okay. And they probably have, like, testing things and stuff like that for the, like... The, I'm sure. Don't you think? I they're going to be everywhere. Be vaccinated I hope. Them. I hope so. Wouldn't that be lovely? Oh. And Post Malone, you yeah. know, he's he did his second Croc uh, crossover. Just love I know, things. but he has partnered with Croc to deliver tens of thousands to hospital workers, to frontline oh, people, because Crocs, Crocs were the shoe of 2020. Crocs and sweatpants. They say they're comfortable. They, they are comfortable. I have two pairs. <laughs> Everyone have a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.